Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Father, I thank you for Pastor Keith. I pray, O oh God, that your anointing and favor continues to rest over his life. And that he'll come now and declare the word, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. As the old folks would say, in the power of the Holy Ghost. Whew. People don't talk about that anymore. We need your Holy Ghost, God. Your comforter. The one that comes to lead and guide us into all truth as your word declares. Your word said that it won't come to speak on its own, own accord, but only that which the Father tells it to speak. So I pray for ourselves and Pastor Keith as well, that he would speak with the power of the Holy Spirit. We love you, God. And it's in your son Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. If you haven't already, I want to encourage you to share, be engaged, like, comment. Even if you have questions about the sermon, go ahead and do that because Pastor Keith does spend some time looking back through the comments. So I want to encourage you to do that as well. And we thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in this morning. Listen, don't just tune in just to watch. But even as I said in my prayer, listen with an open heart and with open ears. Let us receive Pastor Keith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know that we declare that we love him. But the only reason that we can love him because he first loved us. So grateful for his love towards us. Matter of fact, the Bible declares that he loved us while we were yet sinners. Even when we didn't have our stuff together, he loved us. Even while we were in our mess, he yet loved us. So for that, God, we love you. Hallelujah. Thank you for our, our praise team and our musicians this morning. I believe as the Bible declared in the Old Testament, the children of Israel would give an offering. And the Bible declared that that offering went up as a sweet aroma to the Lord. I believe this morning our offering of worship has gone up as a sweet aroma to the Lord. There's a unique spirit in this place, very sweet spirit in this place. It's hard to transition, but it's good to know that God is already pleased with our worship. I honor our praise team and our worship team this morning. I honor our musicians, the spirit that rests upon you. The Lord wants you to know that it's pleasing to him this morning. Hallelujah. Go with me as our musicians continue to play Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Hebrews chapter 12. 
wherever you may find yourselves, I want you to stand to your feet. I want us to look at verses 12 through 14. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 12 through 14. The Bible declares, Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather healed. And here's the prerequisite to that. The writer of Hebrews says, pursue peace. I want you to put that in a comment box. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Verse 12 through 14 again, therefore strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated but rather be healed. So how can we be healed? How can we be strengthened? How can we make straight paths for our feet? Verse 14 says, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. This morning, I want to minister from this subject, our promise in peace, our promise in peace. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you again for our worship team and our, our minstrels this morning so grateful for the worship that was in this place. I want you to know that we're reminded throughout scripture that pain will be associated with our journey. That's Job 33, 19. And, and, and not only that, we're reminded throughout scripture that problems will accompany, uh, accompany us in this journey. That's John 16, 33. So there's pain in this journey, and there will also be many problems in this journey. And I believe this season in which we, we're in makes this revelation even the more clear. You just keep on living, you'll find a little bit of pain along the journey. Just keep on living, you find a little bit of problems along this journey. And I want you to know this immense pain, these immense problems in this season has challenged our peace immensely. I don't know about you, but all these problems have challenged my peace. All this pain that we've had to endure this season has challenged my peace. And this is why we must pursue peace as believers, because where pain and problems are prevalent, peace must be pursued. You've, you've got to pursue peace. As we're admonished to pursue peace in verse 14 of our foundational text, it reveals that there's a place of peace. Uh, so hear this, our ability to possess peace is determined by our proximity to peace. I need y'all to stay with me this morning. If I'm going to possess peace in this season, I've got to make sure I'm in close proximity to peace. I'm going to tell you how to get there this morning. That means if you feel that peace is far from you, then maybe you are far from peace. That means you fail to pursue it. Many times people think when I get saved that I'll just be endowed by peace, but no, you've got to pursue it. Right? This is why Psalm 34, 14 admonishes us to seek and pursue peace. Romans 14, 19 admonishes us to pursue, watch this, things that make for peace. And 1 Peter 3, 11 admonishes us to seek and pursue peace. In other words, we're reminded throughout scripture, it's not enough to find peace, but I've got to fight for my peace. Y'all have got to stay with me. If you've never had to fight for your peace, like the old saints say, just keep on living. I know you can get, have you ever been in a place where you're just trying to hold on to your peace? 
because the enemy knows the significance of a believer that possesses peace. Why, 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 why does the enemy know the significance of a believer that possesses peace? I want you to, we don't have to go too far. We can just look at our text. The Greek word for peace in our text is, the, is, is translated to mean whole or wholeness. So not only is the believer called to pursue peace or, or called to peace, but it also peace of God makes the believer complete. I'm not complete in God, void of peace. Life and the enemy will always try to keep you in pieces until you pursue peace. I hope y'all just heard what I just said. The life knows how to try to keep us in pieces. The enemy wants to keep us in pieces, but we have to pursue peace. Somebody needs to put that in the comment box. I need peace. I need, I need peace. In the midst of so much division, we need peace. In the midst of so much death and disease, we need peace. In the midst of so much, y'all may not like this, but in the midst of so much demonic activity, we need peace. I don't know what y'all think, think is going on. It's not just an election, but there's demonic activity, and we need peace. Therefore, many to include believers feel like, watch this, their life is falling to pieces. Yet the peace of God comes to make us whole. Therefore, we must pursue peace. This is why over the course of these next few weeks, we'll examine how to pursue peace. The, the, the Bible can declare pursue peace, but a lot of folk don't know how to pursue it. So over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about how to pursue peace. And not just any peace, but the peace of God. This is why Christ declared this in John 14, 27. I know you like yoga, but that's not the peace of God. I know you like chilling and watching and meditating to that little music you got, but it's not the peace of God. All right, John 14, 27 declares, peace I live with, leave with you. My peace I give to you, and not as the world gives do I give to you. Because what happens when your yoga class gets canceled? <laughs> what, what, what happens when your Bluetooth ain't working like it should? I need to have the peace, not as the world gives me. Because watch this, the peace that the world gives will always keep you chasing. But the peace of God makes you complete. Complete us with your peace, Lord. Throughout this series, we'll examine our possession of peace. We'll examine our prayer for peace. And we'll examine our posture of peace. But this morning, I will want to examine our promise in peace. Because our promise in peace will lay the foundation for why we must find and fight for our peace. If you don't know the foundation or the promise in peace, you'll never look for it. You'll never fight for it. So I want us to find and fight for our peace. Let us examine our text. I want us to look at verse number 12 again. The Bible says, and we're in Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 12 says, Therefore strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Here's the first thing I want you to know. The absence of peace knows how to drain you of your power. The absence of peace always knows how to drain you of your power. Because watch this. The relationship with no peace will cause you to walk out. The, the job with no peace will cause you, watch this, to call out. I don't know if you ever had a job that didn't have a peace. You'd love to call out on that job. And the home with no peace, watch this, will cause you to stay out. I'm just working a little bit longer today because the absence of peace knows how to drain you of your power. 
Watch this. This is why Proverbs 21, 9, and this ain't about you, boo. Better to dwell in the corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. A house with no peace will drain you of your power. I love my house because it gives me great. Watch this. Peace. Word of wisdom. So maybe the reason your spouse is always tired because that house has no peace. Because where there is no peace, it will always rob you of your power. Y'all, y'all, I've, I've been at jobs, y'all, where I just did not want to be there. You can be there 30 minutes and it drains you of your power. I, I, need, I need peace. Therefore, the promise in peace is that, watch this, it will restore your strength. This is why our foundational text declares, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Because watch this, consistent peace will give you the strength to handle consistent problems. The reason I need consistent peace, because I need to handle these consistent problems on my job. I don't know about y'all, but I got a I got a one and a two-year-old. They about to be two and three. They give me consistent problems. And if I did not have consistent peace, I could not handle them. This is why, watch this, we must be intentional to pursue peace. Ah, uh, you got to be intentional. I want you to put that, that, that down. I've got to be intentional to pursue peace. This is why we found throughout the scripture, Jesus consistently stealing away. All right, that's Matthew 26 and 36. That's Luke 9 and 18, and that's Luke 22 and 41. Jesus would always find in the midst of all he was doing to steal away. Why is this significant? Because when the enemy intends to steal your power, you have to be intentional to restore it. Ah, What do I mean? Do you plan times of personal retreat? That's a critical question you got to ask yourself. Are you intentional? Do you have set times of the day? Watch this for personal meditation. Do you plan, and I got to get better at this, all right, my home. Do you plan yearly personal vacations? I'm trying to make this relevant to the people of God, all right? Because when the enemy intends to steal our power, we've got to be intentional to restore it, all right? So, so, So hear this. It's not enough for you to retreat and expect for power to be restored. But when you retreat, make sure that you have space reserved for the God of peace. So it's not enough for you to go on your little vacation, but do you take God with you? It's not enough for you to have your time with at Starbucks by yourself, but do you take God with you? I gotta, somebody say, I got to take God with me. Because if, if the God of peace is not with you, you'll just come back from that vacation more tired than when you went. Packing bags, tired. Going all on all excursions on the vacation, tired. God says, I need you to take me with you, the God of peace. Because the peace of God is intended to restore your strength and is necessary. Watch this. The reason why God says, I've got to restore your strength because he's you enough strength that's necessary for your current journey. And the reason many people fall out of the race, they don't find time to be restored by the peace of God. I got to be restored by the peace of God. Uh, the peace of God is intended to restore your strength. And you can handle the problems and the pain of life when you have the peace that restores your strength. I've got to be intentional, y'all. We've, we've got to make sure that there's set times where even as Jesus stole away, that we can steal away. Watch this. Not by yourself, not with your homegirls, not with just your friends. And notice this. You can go with your homegirls, but did you take the God of peace with you? 
So the first thing I want you to know is that peace restores. I'll never find peace. I'll never fight for my peace if I don't, don't realize that peace restores. Now let's look at verse number 13. Verse number 13 says, and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. Here's the second thing I want you to know. The peace of God aligns your walk with the will of God. All right, this is significant because where there is no peace, you will always go astray. All right, so the, first, the second thing I want you to know is that peace, the peace of God redirects. It redirects. Because watch this, the absence of peace has caused many to include believers to have, a, have an, an affair. Somebody say go astray. The, the, the absence of peace has caused many to fall into addictions. Because when I can't find peace, I've got to find something that will soothe my peace. And they fall into addictions. And watch this, even the absence of peace has caused many to abandon the faith. Go astray. I don't know about you, but folk that can't find the peace of God in their home have committed affairs. It causes you to go astray. So I need the peace of God to redirect me, to align me with the will of God. Uh, hear this. The promise is that peace redirects. Watch this. This is why verse 13a declares, and make straight paths for your feet. Because where you have no clarity of thought, it will always distort the trajectory of the journey. Y'all got to stay with me. Sound judgment is necessary for a straight journey. And when you don't have peace to even think, you will never remain on the path that the Lord has set before you. I got to have clarity in my thoughts, y'all. I don't know about y'all, but if I'm not clear in my thoughts, I'm subject to go astray. I need peace. I need peace. Uh, God's will for your decisions require peace. Don't just make no decisions if you don't have an atmosphere. Watch this, of peace. God's will for your declarations, what come out, comes out of your mouth requires peace. Folk done cuss folk out because they were in an environment that had no peace. And God's will for your destinations require peace. Because the very reasons that many of our decisions, our declarations, and our destinations, watch this, found themselves outside of the will of God is because we made decisions, declarations, and chose destinations in times where we had no peace. Oh, I need peace, y'all. I don't know about y'all this morning, but I need peace. The reason you can restrain yourself from giving them a piece of your mind is because it was a moment during a time which you had no peace. Think about it. All the worst decisions you ever made in your life, whether were they in times where you had the peace of God to overwhelm you? Consider Isaiah 59, 7. If you're taking notes, I want you to write that down. Isaiah 59, verse 7. Watch, watch what the Bible says. It says their feet run to evil and they make haste to shed innocent blood. But watch this. It says their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Wasting and destruction are in their paths. In other words, peace or their lack thereof determine their paths. This is why we must pursue the peace of God so that peace can redirect us to where he wants us. Listen, don't make no difficult decisions in your life until you say, I'm, I'm gonna make, try to make this plain. One of, one, one of the um, ways in which I counsel people 
I, and they, they try to ask me, Pastor Keith, is this the right decision? It's the right decision. Watch this when it's accompanied by the peace of God. I don't have all the details, but there's this settling peace that I have about it. Some people told us we were in our early 20s and we had took in this teen foster daughter. And everybody said we were crazy, but watch this, the peace of God was with us. And that's how we could know that this decision was the decision that we needed to make. You ain't got to listen to nobody who's a fool. You ain't got to listen to even your mama because of the peace of God is with you. You know how this is why it aligns us, watch this, with the will of God. Some of y'all just run around making all kind of decisions in this season. And God say, my peace ain't even with you. And you're wondering why things ain't working out. Because you're outside the will of God. I need the peace with my decision. That means, watch this, your peace can also, uh, here's what I want you to know. Uh, if, our, if our current paths seem to be outside the will of God, it may be as a result of our lack of peace. God, we've got to ask God, God, cause your peace to go with me. God, before I open up my mouth, God, let your peace go before me. God, before I make this decision, let your peace overwhelm me. Because despite what you may believe, hear this, your peace can also determine the peace of another. We don't like that. Your peace can determine the peace of another. I don't think we want that much accountability. That means your peace can also, watch this, determine another's path. Consider the latter part of verse number 13 in our text. It says, so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather healed. Somebody needs your peace. Beyond you, you may not want it, but watch this. The reason I should pursue peace, because somebody else needs my peace. Huh? Because not only does your peace redirect you, but your peace can redirect somebody else. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. When somebody, you ain't even got to open up your mouth, but you can just have the peace of God on you, and it can redirect somebody else's journey. Somebody's watching your peace so that they can be re redirected to the will of God. You know how you can be at your job, and everybody else can be losing it, but you have a level of peace. And somebody's watching for your peace. Somebody who's in the middle uh, or, or in a hard place in their marriage and they know about your testimony as well. But they watch you, watch this walk in the peace of God. It redirects somebody's journey. Somebody needs my peace. So here's this, the second thing. Our peace, and the reason I got to pursue it is because it redirects me. And now it just doesn't redirect me anywhere but into the will of God. So that's good news. Peace restores Peace redirects. And watch number 14, and I'm going to be out your way. The Bible says, pursue peace with all people. I want us to stop right there. You will never find rest concerning your relationships void of peace. Because God won't give you rest until you reconcile. Did y'all hear what I just said? You will never have peace concerning your relationships void of peace or, or, or find rest. But God, because God won't give you rest until you reconcile. So here's the good news about the peace of God. Peace reconciles. Uh, this is why we're called to be ministers of reconciliation. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 18. And then the Bible says God won't receive our ministry, nothing that we offer to him void of reconciliation. 
and I'm just going to put this out here. This is why you can't have um, divisions amongst the worship team because God will never re receive our worship if there's an art in the midst of that. That's Matthew 5, 24. And hear this. The promise in peace is that peace reconciles. That means whatever is broken, its mending requires peace. Uh, every broken spousal relationship requires peace. Every broken sibling relationship requires peace. Every broken spiritual relationship requires peace. The reason why many relationships, watch this, remain broken is because we have too many believers that are more intent on continually breaking the person rather than being barriers of peace. Instead of being a barrier or a carrier of peace, I'm more caught up and I got to break them because they broke me. Did y'all hear what I just said? Matthew 5, 9 declares we are to be peacemakers, bearers of peace. This is why, watch this. Throughout the Old Testament, the children of Israel were continually admonished to bring peace offerings. All right? This is Leviticus 7, 29. Leviticus 17, 5. And 1 Samuel 13, 9. The Bible says that, that, I, that, that I need you to bring a peace offering towards me. And herein lies the problem with many believers. Is that in the midst of conflict, we offer others in relationship of everything other than peace. Y'all know how when we get in conflict with somebody, we don't, we don't want to bring peace. We want to bring our opinion. We don't want to bring peace we want to bring our arguments to the table. We, we don't want to bring peace. I just want to win. Somebody says, I got to bring peace. I got to bring peace. Even more, hear this. Y'all ain't going to like this. Not only are we called to be bearers of peace, but void of peace, we are never, we are not blessed. Oh, y'all don't like that. The Bible says the latter portion of Matthew 5, 9 says that blessed are the peacemakers. Somebody say, I got to be a bearer of peace. I got to be a bearer of peace. So, so, so what, what, the, the question I got to ask myself in the midst of, of conflict, in the midst of what's broken, what am I offering? That's a good question to ask myself when I know that I have some broken relationships. What am I offering the other person? When I know that, 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 that things need healing or mending, what am I offering the other person? I've got to make sure that I offer peace. Are you more concerned about producing their pain or carrying peace? I've got to carry peace. This is why our text says, pursue peace. Watch this with all people. All right, y'all don't like that. Y'all want to pursue peace with your mama, but somebody say all people. I, I, I know you want to pursue peace with your baby daddy. Well, may, may, maybe not your baby daddy, your husband, but all people, your baby daddy included. All right, the Bible says all people. And watch this, Romans 12, 18 declares, if it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably Watch this. Here's that word again. All men. That means you can abide in peace even if they don't accept your peace. Did y'all catch what I just said? You can abide in peace even if they don't accept it. The Bible says it never puts the onus back on the other person. But the onus and the accountability falls 
own me. So God says, as long as you pursue it, and, all, and watch this, as all it is possible for you, God says, I'll still give you peace. As long as I give it, they don't have to accept it. And God says, I'll abide in peace. Because as believers, we're simply required to offer peace. Peace is intended to reconcile. But you can rest as long as you offer peace. They may not like you after you offer it, but God says, I'll still give you peace. They may not want to be your best of buddies, but God says, I'll still give you peace. So here's a word of wisdom. Stop losing sleep over relationships that you've offered solace to. Peace. You got too many folk. And, and this is why the Bible says, Jesus says, not that the peace that the world gives you, but I'm going to give you a different kind of peace. So many of us, many of us have missed this concept of peace because we go in with the intent to reconcile and they still act like the same way when the relationship ended. And God says, as long as you offer it, now I need you to posture yourself. Watch this to receive my peace. Oh, that's good news to me. Some of y'all losing sleep over exes, and God says, I'm trying to give you peace. Uh, here's a word of wisdom. We want to lose so much sleep over relationships. Watch this. If at the sign of crisis, at the sign of confrontation, and at the sign of conflict, we offer peace. Ah, because many of us at the sign of crisis, at the sign of conflict, at the sign of confrontation, the reason you still lose and sleep over those relationships because you did not offer peace. Not your begging. It won't reconcile. Not, not even your beauty won't cause relationships to be reconciled. Y'all know how the young folks say, not even your bag. <laughs> ah, the folk got the bag, but it won't cause you to reconcile. God says, only the peace of God will. Because this is the promise in peace. Many to include believers do not pursue peace. Watch this. Because they're ignorant of the promise in peace. Many times we don't pursue peace because we don't think it's worth it. Why, I'm gonna, why am I going to try to pursue peace with this fool? And we get it all messed up. And we think that their response is going to cause the revelation of my peace. And God says, not so. It's the promise in peace. And peace should not be a want of every believer because peace is really the will of for every believer. It can't be just something I want. I've got to know that the peace of God is, my, is God's will for my life because peace completes the believer. You should not be a believer that does not operate in the peace of God. Y'all ain't going to like that. I'm going to say this again. You should not be a believer that does not operate in the peace of God. Because if I do not operate in the peace of God, then I find myself, watch this, missing out for the will of God for my life. Peace completes the believer. And the promise in peace is that peace restores. You need strength, you need to get the peace of God. Peace redirects. You go on astray, you need the peace of God. And peace reconciles. You got some broken relationships that's hanging over your head. You need the peace of God. Yet I believe there's a greater promise in peace. Watch the latter part of verse number 14. It reveals why peace is the will of God for every believer. Watch what the Bible says. The Bible says in the beginning portion, pursue peace. But it also says, and holiness. 
and watch this, without which no one will see the Lord. So hear this, peace is the place where the Lord resides. Peace is the place where the Lord resides. That means his presence will never be revealed to you void of peace. If I'm not pursuing peace, then God's presence will never be revealed unto me. Therefore, we pursue peace so that we can be in the presence of the Prince of Peace. I, if peace is far from you, then you will always be far from the Prince of Peace. Y'all got to stay with me. If we pursue peace, watch this, in all things, the presence of the Lord will manifest in all things. Ah, y all, y all, I, want, I want y'all to understand what I'm saying. There will never be a situation where the, the Lord's presence will not be with us. No sickness, no loss, no trouble, because God says in the midst of trouble, do you pursue peace? In the midst of sickness, do you pursue peace? In the midst of ongoing problems, do you pursue peace? And watch this, God says, if you pursue peace, I'll always show up in it. And the reason why many of us are struggling in seasons or in times of immense problems and, and in immense pain. God said, you're not pursuing peace. And until you pursue peace, his presence will never be made manifest in that situation. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. We must pursue peace. And the Lord promises to be there. I don't know about y'all. But this is a difficult season for even the most devout believer. And I need the peace of God. And as I pursue peace, God says, I'll show up. You'll have revelation of my hand in any and every situation when you pursue my peace. We will see the Lord as long as we pursue peace. I don't know how people feel about this this morning, but that's good news to me. And God says, there's no situation that I won't be in as long as you pursue peace. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We honor you, God, for your presence. God, we need your presence to be made manifest in all situations. So, God, for that, God, will pursue peace. God, now we know, God, how the old mother had peace on her sick bed because she pursued it and you manifested yourself. God, now we know, God, how the relationship where the man walked out after 40 years had a sense of peace because they pursued it and you manifested yourself. God, now we know, God, that the man who was at the place, almost at the cusp of retiring, and they lost their job, still yet had peace because they pursued it and you manifested yourself in it. God, let us not ever be ignorant of the promise in peace. For God, peace is the will of God for every believer. Thank you, God, that peace restores. There's somebody, God, that needs strength this morning. God, the problems of life and the pain of life have seen too much to bear. But God, you said that your peace will restore. Restore their strength, God, we pray. And God, somebody doesn't have clarity of thought. They've made decisions, God, that were outside of your will. They've made declarations, God, that were outside of your will. God, we found ourselves in destinations that were outside of your will. 
God, let us pursue peace so that we might be redirected and that our walk might align according to your will. And thank you, God, that peace reconciles. And God, we can abide in peace even if they don't accept our peace. But God, we're called to offer peace to all men. Let us be bearers of peace, God. We'll pursue it in all situations, we pray. And God, you can do the reconciling. And Father, we need your presence. We need a revelation of who you are in all situations, in all things. God, show up, God, in the valley. God, and if we want you in the valley, we'll pursue peace. God, show up, God, in those places where we had immense tears. And we'll pursue your peace, God, and a revelation of you will be there. God, we need you in all things. So, God, for that, we'll pursue peace. I declare, God, over the hearers and those that are watching, God, that we shall be a people that shall pursue the peace of God. For in seasons like this, God, we need your peace. We love you. We adore you. And God, we declare that we'll be pursuers of your peace. And every heart that believes said, thank God. And amen. 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 There may be somebody watching and says, I want to get it right with my mama. I want to get it right with my brother. I want to get it right with my friend. But I don't have it right with God. And you may be saying, I need peace with God. And this is a good place to start your reconciliation process, making peace with God. And you may be saying, I want to give my life to Christ so that I can be in right standing with the, with the Father. If you, that's your decision this morning, the Bible declares that all you got to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart and you shall be saved. But what am I confessing? I'm confessing that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior because all have fallen short of his glory. So if you're saying you're in need of a Savior, that's a great confession to make. Then you may be saying, but who's this Savior that I need? If you're saying that the only Savior that I've heard you speak about this morning, Pastor Keith, is the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you can make that confession that that's who you need to be your Savior, who died on the cross, who bore our sins on the cross and got up with all power. If that's that Savior, then you made a great confession. And then you got to say, can this, can this Christ be Lord over my life? For the Bible declares that even the demons believe. But now nah, I don't want to just believe. I want God to direct me. I want God to be sovereign in my life. I want God to rule in my life. If you made that confession this morning, then the Bible declares if you've confessed that, and if you believed in your heart, then you are saved. That's a great decision. And the Bible declares that heaven rejoices when one comes. So we're rejoicing with you, and heaven is rejoicing as well. If you made that decision, I want you to send an email to our church email address, and that's churchoffice at waytampabay.org. Churchoffice at waytampabay.org. We want to walk alongside you and make sure that your salvation and election is sure. And then somebody else may be saying, I'm saved, but I need a church home. I've been watching y'all. I know the doors ain't open, but I feel like I'm right at home. If you made that decision today and you want to be a part of this family of faith, we'd love to be your family, your local family of faith. And if that's you, I want you to send an email to the church office as well. 
church office at waytampabay.org. Somebody will connect with you, and we'll help you as best as we can walk out this journey, this earthly journey while we're here. So I love you guys. And share this broadcast as my wife declared. Somebody needs to hear this. Somebody needs the peace of God. And over these next few um, weeks, we'll be declaring how we can pursue peace at all costs. Amen. At this time, I'm going to ask my wife to take us further in the service. If you can just receive Lady Serena back. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.